Good evening and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast, recording on a Monday night. I've got Jake Fogarty with me. Hello, Jake. How's it going? Hey, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Not bad. Good. We've got uh, got our drinks. We've got our hot drinks. Did you cup of tea? Yeah. Tea with a bit of oat milk. Yeah, Yeah. I'm all all nice and comfy, sat down and ready to go. I've got uh, my hot chocolate in the penguin mug, so I'm happy as Larry. Nice. I've got the uh, hashtag sponsored ocean bottle. Lovely. Nice. Everything's everything's fine. Everything's nice and quiet in the house. So yeah, Mm. right. So let's get started. So I've got Jake Fogarty, who is a session drummer, uh, drummer teacher. Yeah, yeah. Fire drummer, uh, now teller drummer, and pretty much everything in between. (laughs) I'm aware that you're in quite a lot of projects, Jake. So I don't know if you want to. Yeah, no. um, I mean, I've been mainly focusing on sessioning for the last two or three years. This is post covid or pre-covid pre-covid it's not post um but yeah um but yeah no i've been um i've been lucky enough to play with a handful of bands and artists um kind of across all different genres um i think to name a couple i've been i played for a band called casey um for a couple of tours which is fantastic um band called milestones who were on Fearless Records at one point. Uh, it was a cool little journey. Um, I'm currently playing with um, a band called Shaded, uh, who are like a pop band from London. And then um, another kind of pop-infused project called Heart of Gold, which is uh, Michael McGough from uh, Being Is an Ocean and The Elijah. It's his kind of like project per se. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as alongside that, yeah, as I said, as you've mentioned, uh, teaching. Nice, nice. You still there? Sorry. Hello. Hello. Hi. Sorry about that. That's I um. Cool. I'm not too sure if it was the screen locking or the terrible Wi-Fi signal in my parents' mm-hmm. place um, that I'm just at at the moment, but cool. I've put it onto 4G, so hopefully that yeah, improves that's the quality. So uh, yeah, hopefully we won't have that problem again. So apologies. Yeah, cool. No, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, I like having musicians on here because we can say stuff like, let's go from the third verse and we don't have to <laughs> go through the song again. Yeah. So, Pick yeah, it back up saying, from the chorus. Nice. You were saying that you've just been uh, teaching and teaching. Yeah, um, I, I teach as well. A session, um, and then obviously Red Sea's Fire and Teller. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of kind of where I think we were up to, roughly. Yeah. I think that's bang on. Um, yeah, that's obviously enough for one person, isn't it? Being all enabled to do all that. Yeah, that and juggling just life and. Um, like yeah. life and work and god everything else under the sun so there we go yeah yeah busy old life yeah got off a little summer didn't you yeah no that is true i mean I've, I've i don't know i've been this way since i was i mean when i first started touring which was like 16 so yeah i don't know you kind of get used to it after a while just juggling jobs and work and relationships and everything yeah. so 
I don't know, but yeah, I enjoy it. Um, otherwise, I guess I wouldn't be doing it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, no, it's all good fun. So, um, how are you teaching at the moment? Is it Skype? Um, so I normally have I have a studio at my parents' place, which I'm really lucky to have. Oh. Um, I've always had some form of like a studio setup at my place, at my parents' place. Yeah. Um, but I think it was probably about four or five years ago. We probably like made a proper studio with a recording rig in and um i have two kits in there which i normally have my students in on uh i did do some zoom lessons at the beginning of the very first lockdown yeah however i just i don't know it just didn't feel the same no and I, i think the students felt that as well so we've kind of waited i've had students in tonight mainly because students are now back at school yeah um which i feel is kind of like you know if they're okay to go to school they're okay yeah, to yeah, come yeah. here and have yeah. a lesson so yeah um yeah, yeah. finished straight up from work and then i've come and talked for a few hours tonight so yeah, yeah nice. all good good well, i'm glad you're all right and i'm glad that everything's still ticking along as much as it can in these weird times that we're in mm. so um i spoke to you a second ago i wanted to find out when you started drumming um sort of what age and what parameters were you able to practice in because i know a lot of people i used to drum with um you know i've played bass for nearly 15 years now i think but i've always struggled finding drummers that can actually practice with a full kit yeah i think that is i mean they're the loudest instrument yeah. without a doubt um i've i've been lucky i kind of um so i mean we live in a uh, like a semi-detached house yeah um well my parents do anyway now i've, I've moved out recently um yeah. in with my partner but yeah i i've been playing drums since i was about four years old um and i'm 27 now okay um so I mean, way back when my dad, my dad was mainly the one that got me into drumming. He was a drummer. He wasn't a serious drummer, but there was always a kit lying about at my house growing up. So I kind of would dabble on that. And then I think as I started to take it a bit more seriously, when I started secondary school, so I would have been about 11, um, we had like an old garage, which we partitioned off and filled with duvets and egg cartons and yeah. everything that could absorb sound. And mm. we uh, chucked my old kit in there. Um, did get some noise complaints, but mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know, we had to abide by that kind of time frame that I could practice in, but it enabled me to, I guess, become the drummer that I've become today. I mean, yeah. the, kit, the kit was, and I kid you not, covered in cotton wool buds and filled. It was like hitting plastic tubs. Yeah. There's no rebound, no nothing. And um <laughs> but yeah, it's I mean, honestly, I, I stand by that. I think everyone should learn how to drum like that because it makes you pay attention to what you're playing more. Yeah. Um there's no like room for error. Um yeah. so yeah. Uh, but um yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that that's where I'm at. Yeah, I think if you set like an hour for a kid to go on games or an instrument or you know they get an hour and a half in the bath and then they get a story and then they go to bed then they'll appreciate it more whereas Mm, when it's just right go on the drums for six hours and i might think about potentially doing something afterwards i don't think that you focus your time very well 
No, for sure. I mean, growing up though, like I spent so many hours behind that kit and yeah. in that room, regardless of the time of year, whether yeah, it be yeah. like scorching hot in the summer and it yeah. was like a literal like padded room or <laughs> freezing cold in the winter. I don't know. I just I just took to it when I was younger and yeah. I I mean my thankfully my dad was never a pushy parent and he was never like, You mm. have to play drums. Mm. Um but yeah, I don't know, I just kind of took to it. I was always very grateful to have not only a kit but a place to actually play it because i know that is a huge problem for a lot of drummers yeah, worldwide yeah yeah definitely do you find um drumming gives you that sort of release if you've had like a bit of a rubbish day like stress oh dude it's a huge oh, huge mental health um like um, honestly i i pushed this instrument onto anyone that's having a bad time or a bad day or whatever it's the it's the biggest stress relief ever yeah. Um, I think if, if I didn't have drums, I God knows where I'd be. Probably yeah, be in yeah. jail at this rate. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's been a lifesaver at times. Um, yeah. yeah. Nice. Grateful to have it. That's really cool. So, Red Seas Fire. So, if you've heard Robin's episode, I'm a bit of a Red Seas Fire fanboy. Uh, ah. Yeah. No, I did. I, yeah. I actually, um, when I was at work earlier, I listened on through. Yeah, and because uh, I, I mainly just because I wanted to make notes and yeah. see if our stories aligned and <laughs> we both remembered them as as well as we did. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty confident we <laughs> we're both on the same page. It's always nice. When yeah. um, it's always nice when your alibis line uh, line up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, for sure. Why not? I've got, I've got the chance now to make sure they do. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully we don't look stupid. No, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I mentioned um, that I followed you from sort of Turner and Hooch and then I went backwards um, mm. and I listened to your sort of long EP and I noticed there was like a slight contrast straight away in the maturity of the music um, and I noticed yeah. that the stuff at the very very beginning was quite technical and then obviously you lost Nolly from Periphery um, mm. but you mm. kind of adapted in a really sort of you were able to sort of define your sound even more by yeah, not sure. having the limit of two guitarists, if that makes sense. I'm not sure if that does, but yeah, no, 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 for sure. I, I mean, I listened to the podcast that you did with yeah. Robin, and yeah, I think um, it's probably worth me mentioning. So, like, I wasn't the original drummer. Okay. So I came, I came in for Turner and Hooch was the first right. bit of music and the video that I had done with yeah. them. Um, prior to that, they had a guy. I think his name was Sam. Mm. Um, and yeah, I went through a grueling audition process oh, right, okay. um, to get into the band because I had never heard of Periphery or Red Seas yeah. Fire or any of these bands. I was first year at uni at BIM in Bristol, mm. which is like a music college. And um, I was in a, a band at the time that were were doing okay and they were yeah. touring and whatnot. But I, I, I wanted out. I didn't really... Yeah like see a future with them so i was looking to have something to move on to uh, rather than just go quiet and find something new so yeah. i had a friend who you know suggested them to me and um i i mean i'd heard of architects and um i kind of i played like a heavy i had like a heavy background i guess but i had never come across anything like red seas fire and i had to learn that whole first ep is like my audition yeah. and um 
god i don't know i don't know how i got it to be fair like i i i, uh, I put up a video of yeah. cypher the other day from like muscle memory like i just put i found like the clip track i put it up on my instagram and um i i god i mean muscle memory is an amazing thing but i remembered yeah. a lot of it but part of me was like how did 18 year old me pick this up yeah um i think i don't know i think pete I've got a lot to thank for Pete. Pete's a, Pete's a lovely guy, a yeah. phenomenal musician, but he definitely had a lot of patience with me because there were a couple of other drummers that were lined up for that job. But yeah. I don't know. I think we just got along um, really well. And I, I actually didn't meet Robin until I got the job. Yeah. Um, I think it was like the first the first practice. Um, I'd met Robin for the first time and it was like, oh, okay, nice to meet you. I'm in your band now. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was... So yeah, as I said, um, I came in for Turner and Hooch onwards, basically, all the way up until, you know, what is now Teller. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, nice. yeah. Yeah, I never enjoyed the whole audition process thing, really. I've been in quite a few bands myself, and um, a lot of the bands I kind of started by myself, so I kind of got straight in without anyone having to sort of give me a score out of 10 and all that that's how it felt anyway like i was on the x factor mm. or something but um it's yeah i i can't say i've done yeah. many i mean i i have done a few auditions over the years mm. i i'm lucky enough now where the session work that i've had come along has been through like i've just been asked to play i've not asked to be like yeah. do an audition and then see where to go from there um but I've definitely, yeah, I've definitely had a fair share, few yeah. of uh, weird audition processes. So, yeah. Um, but that was definitely one of them. It was over the case of like a fortnight, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it was like silly, like going on to silly o'clock in the morning, trying to learn this stuff with Pete. Yeah. And as I said, like he, mm. unlike any audition process, he didn't do this with any other drummer. Um, he would like sit with me, go over like the kick patterns and, all of that kind of stuff. And so it was a really yeah. grueling process, but it was worthwhile. And yeah. then um, thankfully he was like, we're, we're taking more of a, mm. uh, a straightforward approach to the newer stuff like Turner and Hooch and, yeah. and everything from that point onwards. So uh, mm. saved my legs in the long run. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to be able to actually write with the band rather than just sort of perform their previous work as well. It's nice to be able to actually say you know i think that this would really benefit if i didn't do double pedal for this bit and if i yeah you know. i got the chance to put my stamp on it yeah. and like you know and obviously as you mentioned like i didn't um i didn't know periphery i didn't know nolly i didn't know yeah. pete i didn't know who any of these people were mm. um but i gradually through being in that band i i met adam and yeah i got to work with him I mean, he did the first ep and he actually helped us record drums for ep number three and then the album as well and the singles the only one i don't think he did was um confrontation which is the second ep yeah of which i think we just i think robin mainly did that at a studio that our friend morgan lent us out for the night uh in london and that was again that was a horrible bloody process mm -hmm. um but yeah, I don't know if Robin talked about any of that kind of stuff on his podcast, but yeah, we got yeah. some memories. 
yeah. good memories. <laughs> well, um, going to the memories because there's a few things that I was going to ask Robin, but I was quite nervous. <laughs> no, so, yeah. don't, don't be nervous with Robin. It's it's yeah. it's Bobbins. It's fine. There's nothing to be nervous about. <laughs> I'll have to get him back on at some point. That's a good strategy, in it? Just pretend I'm mm. nervous, and then I can get people on yeah. the app and never have to worry about booking guests ever again. <laughs> um, just quickly before we um, go to our first break I'm going to put a sponsor in and then I'll send you a new link um, cool. there's a bit of a random question it just came to me whilst we were uh, waiting to join up I want to know what your favourite musical documentary is if that's okay Jake it's very very good that you've mentioned this because me and my girlfriend over the last week or so have been watching tour documentaries um, yeah, yeah. I would, uh, Architects 100 Days is up there. Um, that is a phenomenal documentary, super, like it's filmed so well. Uh, the Parkway Drive one is, yeah. you know, huge thing. Um, I've been meaning to watch the new Billie Eilish one, which I've been hearing a lot of people talk about. Okay. And I've seen lots of like trailers, but apparently that's, that's really good. Um, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably have to go for like the Parkway one. I think yeah that, that is, uh, is awesome yeah yeah if that if you're not in a band I feel yeah. like watching that would make you want to be in a band so yeah, yeah it was very surfer first musician later yeah for sure yeah <laughs> first tour around the best surfing spots wasn't it mm, and then it was mad played. I mean that that was the first yeah. world tour they um there's yeah. another documentary that they put out where there's okay. like footage of them playing their first ever like european tour and there's like fucking 10 oh, right. people that... am i allowed to swear by the way yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Cool. okay yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna swear my head off now <laughs> um, but yeah there's like <laughs> 10 people in the room and then like it fast forwards to them now playing that same venue and there's like 500 yeah. people there and uh, obviously now they're this yeah. absolute empire of a band where yeah. they're like playing to tens of thousands of people every night yeah. it's crazy yeah. they're really unique because as they've sort of become more defined and you can tell that they're like more serious about it now but their sounds become like really concrete yeah and i think for sure. at the start they were kind of just giving it a go and seeing what happened and they were just happy to be out and about with their mates and like i say they were just surfing around literally yeah and sleeping in their van and just doing whatever happened happened and the documentary i watched i think their bassist got really ill and they got yeah. a random guy to play bass for them. Yeah, I know the what you're on about the one that uh, the, the like the very first one. Yeah, there's a there's a follow up to that where they I do like their that. first world tour, yeah. and it's 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 amazing. Um, hmm. Yeah, that they, they, they I agree they're they're a fantastic band. I mean they've they've now found like the formula to yeah. write these huge anthemic rock yeah. songs where you know you can play it to an audience and they'll be able to sing back every word every guitar line it's um yeah they're, they're really something to be admired for sure yeah they're very powerful i know um is it winston singer yeah he's, yeah he's got winston. a lot of yeah. strength in his voice and a lot of presence and you, mm, you kind of know they're, him. they're just a brutal band man they're just yeah, they're um cool. yeah don't know heavy yeah. heavy for sure <laughs> absolutely right so continuing on the music theme um i've actually got eight minutes left so i'll quickly squeeze this one in i want to know sure. what your favorite album is of all time 
and I want to know the album that you would recommend to people that kind of is your highlight that like um, you in the best way oh what something that i've played on yeah some sort of record that you've been a part of in some way okay um right so i think my favorite album that was what you asked wasn't it favorite yeah. album uh, i know that's kind of putting you on the spot a bit <laughs> no no i mean i i i only have to look at my yeah, it doesn't have to be one album. You can give me multiple answers because I know that some people really can't pick. Yeah, one. I'd say I pro- my my favorite. I probably have to go with "On Letting Go" by Circa Survive. Um, okay. That for me is like an album that encompasses so many different sounds and melodies and drum patterns, and it's just a very experimental album. That it's I don't know when I listen to it every song's different and yeah i just i absolutely love it start to finish that's the one thing i am with like i'm that kind of person that when it comes to an album i will listen start to finish i'm not like a singles kind of guy like i'd rather wait for an album to come out than listen to a band's singles when they're releasing them i'm exactly yeah i think it's just the best way to like digest that band's work and as well as that like i will make sure I sit down. I've got no distractions. And um, yeah, I think like, I remember, uh, when was it? I was on tour like a year or so ago with Fez from Loathed. And um, this was a few, few months before they released that album of theirs. Um, the one yeah. that everybody is bloody talking about. And um, I managed, he, like yeah. he, he like, gave me like the headphones and he was like don't say anything for like an hour and just listen to it and we were on a drive like quite a long drive and uh yeah i'd actually i'd probably say that album as well um god i can't bloody remember the name <laughs> but yeah loath's last album is just about well, both of their albums actually are phenomenal but that last one is something yeah is it called as one no that's uh, is that the first album? I'm not too I sure. I've heard, yeah. The, the, oh, it's the one with yeah. two-way mirror. I'm really bad uh, from a session perspective. Yeah. I'm so bad with like song names and album names. Yeah. Like, I had to think about that Circus of Ive one, but yeah. Um, so that, that yeah, th- those are the uh, I think probably God, from my perspective of like someone to listen to something that would you know showcase my drumming abilities yeah. i don't know i play in a band called my project ghost um they're kind of like a black metal melodic post hardcore kind of thing with um a guy called morgan sinclair who is in a band called good tiger um and he was working with architects at one point and then guy called Jamie Byrne, who was the singer for a band called Bastions. So the three of us wrote that we've, we've got two EPs out now, but I'd say any of the, the work that I've done with that band is probably a great showcase of my abilities, I guess. it's um, There's a couple of like standout drum moments. And as well as that, um, the yeah. drums themselves sound phenomenal. Uh, we did that with Adam, well, Nolly, um as some people may know him as um yeah we did that with him down at middle farm 
uh, for the second yeah, yeah. EP, and I want to say Mono Valley for the first one. And yeah, it's the drums just sound supernatural, massive, like very nice. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've mentioned Bastions because um, we put them, well, the, I used to work for a promotions company, long story short. So I've been, I've permeated quite a lot of uh, circles, as it were. Mm. Um, we actually put bastions on at Weymouth Pavilion and um, we always kind of promoted the hell out of our shows to the point where everyone in Weymouth knew about the fact that they were coming to the pavilion and it was obviously up to you if you wanted to see Funeral for a Friend Barry Tomorrow uh, we had chats with While She Sleeps and Shikari, we put Sepultura on down here, all that sort of stuff nice. but um, I remember bastions did a song called Ar- Arguey. Arguey oh I think I know the one you're on about, yeah yeah, and it's a poem, and it's very, very vocal heavy. But I was blown away by like how powerful that song was, mm. and I just remember like sharing the hell out of that on Facebook for like two weeks straight, basically. Yeah, no, that that band were. I mean, growing up, the first time I saw them, I was probably first year sixth form, so I was about sixteen, and um, yeah. I saw them. There was like a year um when i was like 16 17 that like me and my friends just went to all the gigs all the festivals and god we must have seen bastions probably about seven eight times that year and obviously it was very weird then a few years later to then be in a band with jamie um but yeah back then i remember being absolutely blown away by not only the band but jamie as a front man like he's just such a a nice guy but like the yeah. the his voice had such like a, a raw tone to it and it was um yeah something that i hadn't really heard before um yeah yeah he's a great guy to work with yeah they um they always reminded me a bit of um frank carter from the gallows mm-hmm. yeah actually no, the, no, what, yeah that's when i saw them actually one of the times was when they were on tour with gallows uh oh okay i didn't really on top of them, yeah, it? it was. Um, who was it? It was Bastion, I think I can't remember who what the lineup was, but yeah, it was. Uh, I remember Bastion supporting, and I specifically remember Jamie smashing his head open with the microphone oh and bleeding god. everywhere. It was, it was like super like punk rock, yes, love it. Oh my god, mm. don't get me wrong, I love playing bass, but not enough to decapitate myself. Oh, <laughs> dude, like. Crazy. Stage injuries, gig injuries. Are the, yeah. Not, 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 not a fan. Not a fan. I don't know. I don't know how he did it, but yeah, he seemed. Yeah, not when you're on tour. No, no, not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note of uh, head injuries, we're uh, going to go to a quick ad break. But I'll, um, I'll speak to you in a sec, Jake. All Sweet, right, man. Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam podcast. So. Grind have a sale on for March in light of Mother's Day, which is a 15% off Mother's Shorts, Women's Shorts. I suppose Mother's are women, aren't they, Ben? Anyway, um, Women's Shorts, 15% off, and that's at the Grind website, which is in the description of this episode. Check them out. They've uh, got a lot of really big things coming up there's lots of cool designs coming up for summer and uh yeah shout out to clayton at grind for the best sportswear equipment you can get in weymouth back to the episode 
Welcome back. So, I want to know next what your favourite show you've ever played has been. Ooh. <laughs> um, and I want to know, as an outsider fan, sort of advocate for music in general, uh, the best gig you've ever been to? Okay, God. Um, <laughs> I mean, I definitely know what my favourite show is. It's yeah. the uh, it's the latter question that I'm like, oh god, I've been yeah. to so many shows and like half the time I'm wasted and I can't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> I let let's start with the favorite show. I think um, I don't know. I think that my I've got so many, but with so many different bands. But I think the one that kind of meant the most and sticks in my head is um, it was a Essig Fabric in cologne in germany um it was on the final ever casey tour and it was actually their last ever german show um it was i think there were well over a thousand people there but which was for for a band like that i was i was blown away by the kind of the response that they had had but i did a tour with them a few months before that and we it was like North Lane, Being as an Ocean, um, Alaska, Polar, Casey, a couple oh, of uh, like Currents and Thousand Below. Yeah. It was the it was the Impericon, um, Never Say Die tour. So it was like seven bands on a tour package. But we played yeah. that same venue, and um, we knew then that that was going to be the same venue that they did on their last ever tour, and that was yeah. like six months before, and. Um, so yeah, it was surreal. Kind of went out. There was no security. Um, like everything was at stage height, and um, the crowd were so loud. And I don't know. It was just something that you see in like a documentary. Yeah. Um, and we played like an hour and a half set, and uh, yeah, it was meant. It was mental. Crowd surfing. It was. Oh, don't know. It was just looking back now. I've got some videos yeah. from it, which I looked from look at from time to time but yeah I don't know growing up I think I mean that 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 same venue is in an architect's documentary um that 100 days one and uh I remember seeing that gig and being like I want to play a show like that and uh I got the chance to and it was just I don't know it was unreal like yeah as I said it was something out of like a documentary um and yeah so I, th- I think that's probably my favorite show. Um, yeah. I do I do have like a few gigs under my belt, but I think that's yeah. the one that kind of sticks sticks out there. Um, yeah. Favorite gig I've ever been to. Um, I don't know. I I think my f- favorite gig I've probably ever been to would have been I saw Circus Survive at Key Club in Leeds. Yeah. Um, the last time they were over and they're not huge over here I mean in the States they'll do upwards of like 5,000 cap venues headline but yeah. I saw them where they were like middle of the bill and maybe like 80 people there not even that and yeah. I was right up at the front um, that was nuts I mean there's a yeah. couple of like honourable mentions where like yeah, go for it. every time I see loathe live yeah. i'm absolutely blown away um i saw stick to your guns 
at the um where was it Oberhausen in Paracon date okay. and I hadn't seen like they're, they're a big band in America but they are absolutely enormous in Europe yeah and especially especially in Germany and I've never seen a crowd like that and we were kind of situated up on the balcony just kind of watching it unfold down below and it was chaos I've never seen so many people crowd surfing moshing the lot it was just <laughs> god it was mental um yeah yeah i'd say i don't know but then like more classics you know i've seen the police they were great um biffy clyro a fantastic band i don't know i've got so many good bands that i've been able to see over the years i don't i don't know it's hard to pick a favorite but yeah i think circus survives definitely up there yeah there's so many bands that I want to talk about, but I'm aware that we've only got a limited amount of time. But The Police, I remember watching a documentary on Channel 4, and they're one of the only bands um, that I know of, other than Rush, that are free people and have been free people the whole time, and they've just absolutely smashed it the entire way through. And I remember all of their names, which is the yeah. like Stuart Copeland, Andy Summers, and Sting. Sting doesn't have yeah. a real name. His name's just Sting. <laughs> oh you, no i can't remember his real name now they mentioned oh, the movie so i'm happy with that as the real answer to be honest <laughs> no they um they're, i mean they're they're a fantastic band they're a cult bands like yeah, they are huge I, I got i got lucky enough to see them i must have been about 11 um it was first year of secondary school i remember that much but mm. it was on their big world tour comeback thing and um yeah. went to i skipped the skipped school for the day my yeah. parents took me and my sister. We went and watched them in Cardiff. Oh, it was, nice. it was, it was nuts. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, a huge Stuart Copeland's a huge kind of yeah. influence when it comes to uh, like drummers. So I think that was definitely one way to throw myself into that kind of world was uh, watching Stuart Copeland. Yeah, that'll do it. Mm. Cool. Um, Polar as well. I loved Polar. I absolutely. Yeah, I just um, I listened to their first EP hundreds and hundreds of times, and then they kind of came back, and I think they got endorsed by Drop Dead Clothing. Oh yeah, <laughs> like rebuild. I think it was like a concept sort of mini album, hmm. and we're always talking about like destroy, rebuild, and stuff like that. Yeah, they're really cool guys. Oh, like, um, still, still about. yeah, no. So I I think they've had a couple of lineup changes. Um, but when we toured with them, or when I toured with them uh, in 2018, um, yeah, Woody, yeah, Woody's a lovely bloke, the front man. Um, but yeah, they, they're, they're great guys. They've been at it for God knows how long now. Um, but they, it, the, the hard work's paying off for them because they're actually, they're quite, they're getting quite big in Europe. They're able to pull like decent crowds just on their own from headline shows and yeah, I think it's it's about time they've really, you know, stuck their feet in and, you know, they've been at it for, as I said, quite some time. So it's good to see it pay off for them. Yeah, it's all about consistency, people. We're on season three, don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> One day I will be Joe Rogan, but I'll be the pound <laughs> equivalent. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we've talked about music for quite a while. Um, we've talked about memories and kind of bands that 
operate in different circles and stuff like that. So I want to quickly delve into video game territory, if that's all right with you. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a that's a spicy one. Let's do it. Okay, so I want to know your favorite childhood game, and I want to know your current favorite game that you're like actively playing, and I also want to know if you're one of those lucky bastards of a PS5. So, um, <laughs> favorite game from my childhood would probably have to be The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina oh, of Time. Okay. Yes, it's um, a winner. It's it's just yeah. I mean, all, all of the Zelda games are phenomenal. Yes, uh, but I think that one, followed closely by Majora's Mask, is yeah. just my, like that. That that brings up so yeah. much nostalgia. I was actually playing um, the Zelda, like some of the like Ocarina of Time soundtrack yeah. songs to my girlfriend the other day, <laughs> like te- testing her, being like, "Which one's this from? Which one?" And she actually got it, which was amazing yeah. i know i know i know i've got the right one um <laughs> but yeah um yeah i mean the game itself amazing the soundtrack phenomenal like i love that game it's um yeah. it's great but yeah and then game at the moment uh i've been so actually i'll answer two and one here so i was lucky enough to get a ps5 yeah. um i may or may not have gotten more than one but we'll keep it at that um i wasn't a scalper let's just put it that way um but yeah um i got myself a ps5 obviously there's not a hell of a lot out for it at the moment but i think i've been playing um demon souls with my friend eden um mainly because i need someone to play it with me because i suck at it um i didn't know what i was doing yeah um but I wouldn't say that's my favorite. That winds me up. So, yeah, I think my favorite at the moment is Ghost of Tsushima, um, oh, yeah. which is uh, quite. I don't know. It's it's an amazing looking game, and it's I don't know. Unlike Assassin's Creed and yeah. any any games similar, it's I don't know. It just feels refreshing. The combat system's great. Um, yeah. The graphics are phenomenal, and I mean it, on a PS5 as well. And a nice like 4K TV. It looks, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I need to. Get um, that yeah. yeah, no, it's it's worth getting. I think, yeah. I think that, and then like, I don't really play a lot of other games. I play a lot of like NBA, like basketball. Um, yeah. But I don't know. There's again, there's not too much out for it at the moment. So I've yeah. just been playing like the same two or three games kind of over and over. Yeah. I did get Cyberpunk, but all right. That game is like unplayable, man. So yeah. I'm just waiting for them to patch that up to the point where I can actually give it a decent go. Um, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Just um, a quickly mention uh, at this point, I'm going to have to start emailing Capcom and it's sending them invoices because I must be sending <laughs> traffic their way. Not that yeah. they need me to send traffic their way because they're a million dollar company and that sort of stuff but um there's a game that you can get on the ps4 for like six quid and it's a remaster of a game that i absolutely loved as a child called onomusha oh, i've heard of that yeah it's very ghost of tosima tosima whatever it's called yeah. uh, it's a samurai game and you just go around killing demons and you get free swords you get a fire sword and lightning sword and a wind sword yeah, dude, I've, I've so, heard of that. Yeah. So, I, so, I might have even played that, actually. I yeah. think. 
Mm. It rings a bell. There's a there's a couple of games like that, like Ninja Ninja Gaiden. That Ninja was another Gaiden. one. Yeah, yeah, Gaiden. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, that was that was a good game. Um, yeah, stuff like that. I've played a lot of those kind of those games. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, we're going with um childhood memory. We're going with Zelda, which I absolutely massively approve of. Mm. Nice work there. And currently we're playing Ghost of uh, Jasima. That will do. Um, NBA. <laughs> and, uh, what else was it? Sorry. Um, oh God, Demon Souls. That was, one. that was it. Demon Souls. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't really get into Demon Souls. I just think um, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. You've got to have yeah. a lot of patience for that game because yeah, yeah, I, I want to switch. I don't want to work harder. <laughs> no, I think I think the re- the reason why I've still continued with it is because my friend is like phenomenal at those games. So. Yeah. He's you can do co-op on it, so right. he's been coming into my world and helping me out and get like level up my character. I mean, yeah. without him, I'd literally be like, mm. I don't know, I probably would have sold it by now. So uh, shout out Eden, yeah, because without him, <laughs> I'm I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we're going to um, talk about movies. Uh, we're gonna quickly remember what used to be a cinema. Uh, due to everything that's going on in the UK, at least they've uh, been closed for pretty much a year now. Mm. Uh, I want to know, Jake, what your favourite film is, and if there's anything that you're looking forward to coming out in the future. It's probably going to go straight to Netflix, though. So yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, um, I don't know. I've got. I don't. Again, it's like it's like with the gig thing. I don't have a dead set favourite, but I think yeah. the two that come to mind are. Um, Back to the Future, yeah, um, mm-hmm. love that film. Um, and I, I have to go with American Beauty, but obviously, yeah. okay, with with Kevin Spacey, it's a touchy yeah. subject because obviously, you know, mm. all these allegations. Well, it's not allegations, but yeah, um, but uh, yeah, obviously, he's a horrible person. But I mean, yeah, that film, that film yeah. alone, it's like without him, I mean, obviously, he is a, the main protagonist, but. Without him, that film is still a, an amazing film. So yeah, I'd have to go American Beauty. Yeah, still, yeah. I still think you're allowed to like people's work, even if you don't agree with everything they say. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not so much the saying. It's the I mean, I I don't. Yeah, so I don't... many allegations out at the moment. I can't specifically remember which mm. one it is, but I know that there was a lot of kind of like inappropriate, um, yeah, comments that he made or did or actions i'm i'm not too sure what it is but i know that he you know he's not working in hollywood much anymore <laughs> so no. yeah it made me a bit feel a bit weird when like house of cards stopped putting him in the yeah because mm. i felt that he was playing a devious character in that yeah so it's kind of like all of his characters are blended into this like devil of like he almost of who he actually he is found out at that point like it's a weird complex yeah man like he um i think it was it was around the time with that it was house of cards and i think it was baby driver as well and that yeah. film's amazing but yeah. it hadn't been out too long and then i think all these allegations again i say allegations i think they have since been proven like it did go ahead it did happen but yeah yeah like that completely through that 
film under the bus, which is unfortunate because it is a yeah, it's a great film. It's a really good film. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, is there anything coming out that you're looking forward to? Um, I, I no, I no. If I'm honest, I have completely. I've not gone off of films, but. I don't know. It, there's so much to digest this day and age with Netflix and Amazon yeah. Prime, and mm. I've just not really kept up with what is coming out and what's not. Like, I, yeah. yeah if I'm honest, I, I know there's not unless I see like the trailer for it on Netflix, uh, uh, mm. and then I'm like, oh, that looks good. Mm. Or my girlfriend's like, we should go see this. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm kind of like removed almost from that world. So yeah, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't answer that question. But That's yeah, cool. any anything kind of like crime yeah. or zombie or like horror related, anything like that, I'm I'm kind of into or thriller, one, anything like one that. One thing I can recommend to you on Netflix is Ozark. I've yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah, I think I watched the trailer. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's up there with Breaking Bad for me. Oh really? Okay, yeah, that's fair. Really and there's the season four, which is coming out later this year, is the final season, but they're splitting mm. it into two seven episode seasons. Okay. Did with Breaking Bad, kind of. Um, yeah. It's money laundering, because uh, believe it or not, there's not a lot of information about money laundering online, so it's a mm. bit of a taboo subject. But it okay. doesn't really go too much into the weeds of that. It just talks about how like people can come into an ecosystem and sort of rip it out and people get killed and consequences and it's all about sort of yeah it's about like the change of how someone can be innocent and how quickly they can not be innocent Mm. it's about sort of um dealing with the ramifications of your actions it's definitely worth a shot though because i wasn't really au fait with jason bateman pre-ozark because he did a thing called arrested development yeah no i've watched a bit of that yeah, yeah. but yeah. i highly recommend that definitely um, yeah that a couple of episodes and let me know what you think hmm. but yeah i'm not getting paid by netflix to say that so do what you want no no I'll, I'll add it to the list there's a i'm compiling a list at the moment of stuff i need to either watch or catch up on so yeah, yeah i'll definitely um i think that might actually even be on the list already so yeah 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 huh. nice just finish. So I want to quickly, before we go into Meal Deal Corner, oh God. <laughs> I want to know, I should have asked this at the start, so I do apologise. I've just quickly looked at my notes and realised I've not mentioned it at all. How has the global pandemic affected your life? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's definitely, I don't know like with most other musicians or artists or anything along those lines, I think it's, it's put a complete, not a complete and utter stop on things, but it's, it's hindered a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I haven't done, I think I've done a few studio sessions over the last year for different clients. And like, I don't know, I've, I've had to focus a lot more on kind of like my social media kind of mm-hmm. like how I put myself out there and, the amount of content that I put out, but I don't know. Uh, the pandemic as a whole has kind of, I don't know. It's allowed me like a year or two. I mean, it's a year at the moment, but by the time things kind of return to normality, it'll probably be around two. But yeah, I think it's allowed me the time to 
grow up as such yeah like i've been touring since i was 16 i was still in school i've mm. never like properly held down a proper job um i've yeah. never i mean i moved out when i went to uni but i moved back when i was like 22 and i've never like like moved out since but yeah so it's allowed me a bit of time to kind of grow up in a way like um, me and my partner have been able to go out and get a place and I've got a, a full-time job um, which at the moment is you know it's paying the bills and it's it's, it's doing what it needs to do but yeah ho- hopefully when things return to normal you know I can kind of pick up where I left off as such but yeah I don't know I think that's probably the best way of looking at it I think I've yeah. taken everything in good stride i think from a mental health perspective it has been difficult at times but yeah definitely i i'm at the point now where and i have been for probably about nine months or so i've like just numbed it out i've just yeah. numbed out everything i've just thrown myself into work and into you know adult life and kind of you know trying to trying to get a mortgage and yeah. all these kind of things hopefully so that like when touring does return I'll have my uh, my shit together and I can just yeah. go out and uh, tour and not worry about, you know, money or a job or, you know, anything like yeah. that. Yeah, I do think we'll look back on this period of life and kind of, I think what we'll know it as in like history classes when we're teaching children is it'll be like the great reset. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely made a lot of people kind of, yeah. realize their situation and you know what we take for granted daily and you know it's i don't know it's it's i hope as a as a population we kind of learn from this and um we kind of i don't know we take some good from it but sadly i don't know i just i feel like yeah this is gonna, if i'm honest i feel like this is probably going to be not necessarily covid but you know pandemics as a whole the planet global warming all that kind of talk i feel like this unless we approach it properly and work together i feel like this will just be the start of it and we will have problems yeah. like this on the regular so yeah yeah it's just weird how like nowadays you can just get on a plane and go somewhere and you can kind of deal with everything else when you get back mm. but we've kind of been forced to sort of live with our other half and deal with the stuff that we've been putting off for so long yeah, like, there's yeah. times where like me and my girlfriend it's literally felt like there's been no escape <laughs> mm. do, 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 do you two live together yeah we live together yeah yeah i, I think that's yeah i can imagine it's been i mean it's, i i can for one say you know it's been hard on relationships i didn't see my partner last year for close to four months all in all and it's like, I th- eventually it did, it made her move to where I am and we've got a place together. But, you know, we're, we're kind of lucky that we've been able to do that where some couples have, you know, it, yeah. it's been, dif- it's been difficult for everyone. Um, mm. You know, I'm just grateful I've got, you know, a job and a house, yeah. well, like a, a roof over my head. And yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tricky one for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we're, we're nearly there though. We're trying to stay optimistic here at Absolute Bedding Podcast. But um, I always uh, consider myself a realist mm. and I always uh, hope for the best but prepare for the worst. That's my, uh, my yeah, thought. Yeah, I, 
I, I'm very much the same. Like yeah. I, I would love it if we got back to some normality in the summer. Um, yeah. You know, festivals have been talked about and touring yeah. at the end of the year, but again, it's all dependent on, you know, if if we can, you know, do what we're told. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, could yeah. be that difficult, but somehow it is yeah. <laughs> we put the work in now people then we can go to music festivals and we can go to Hawaii and yeah you just got to put the work in and mm. <laughs> but yeah right well we've come to that point in the show where we're going to talk about meal deals for 10 minutes probably oh, <laughs> and then we're going to have loads of people message me tomorrow saying mate I can't believe that that guest picked that meal deal and it's oh, going to be a right laugh. So no pressure. <laughs> um, yeah, I listened, so I listened to Robin's one and yeah. I was like, oh God, I've really got to prepare this. Um, <laughs> luckily, I, li- I listen to a lot of food podcasts. So All right. I- I'm like, I'm, I'm on it when it comes to like knowing what I would eat for a meal, um, but not so much a meal deal. So here we go. Straight away, I think, I, I mean... I know Robin was like boots, but yeah, I, I have a boots meal deal more or less every day at the moment because I, I work near a boots. But okay. if I had to pick one, it would probably be, I'd say probably Tesco. Yes. Mainly just because of the selection of stuff they've got. They've got way yeah. more than anywhere else. I mean, the quality is all right. It's decent. It's not M&S, but it's better than Sainsbury's. Yeah. It's better than boots. Yeah. Um, so we got a main snack drink, haven't we? Right. So yeah. main, I'd probably go for one of the, you know, the, like the chicken Caesar. Is it chicken Caesar or the yeah. like either the chicken Caesar or the southern yeah. fried chicken wrap? Um, yeah. I think they do a triple one in some yeah. shops, which is included in the meal deal. So we'd go for that as the main um, with drink. It'd either have to be a mango naked smoothie or if I needed to pick me up, it'd be like those big cans of Red Bull. Yeah. Um, and then uh, crisps. Is it crisps or something like just snacks? You can have crisps. Think... You can have a bar of chocolate. Or you can have I think, a I think. Apparently. I, yeah, I think I, I, let's play it safe and go crisps. I'd probably go for like, I don't know, pickled onion monster munch something to burn my mouth off um yeah yeah i, I think those three yeah nice. definitely, choice. definitely those three yeah i like the uh the nostalgia value of the uh the children's crisps oh mate <laughs> you can't you can't go wrong with monster munch um it's just it's a, it's a classic um, yeah, yeah. Flaming hot. <laughs> oh yeah to be fair flaming hot's there i'm picking that one over pickled onion but nine times out of ten it's it's not so well at least where i am anyway so yeah mm. i always forget to mention um spicy knickknacks as well whilst we're on the topic of flame yeah very I, good I, you know di- dis- discos uh bloody wheat <laughs> crunchies it's all in the same kind of family of delectable yeah. treats um so yeah yeah i'd have to go down that route yeah for sure not sure about discos. I always felt like it was the equivalent of me pouring a whole bottle of table salt onto my tongue. Mate, yes. The salt and vinegar ones, they yeah. are like acid on your tongue. Um, so, I ca- yeah, yeah, they're very, very yeah. like, eh. Yeah. 
Who the but... hell quality controlled that and said, yeah, that's good enough for me? Yeah. <laughs> my my girlfriend loves them because they're just she's an absolute salt fiend so like i think yeah she she's she's in love with them but i, I don't know yeah I'm not, not the biggest fan yeah <laughs> awesome right well that was a very very good meal deal and i appreciate the uh the effort that you went into to research that nice <laughs> but, yeah right so if anyone wants some lessons from you if they're uh available then how do they get hold of you jake um, I did have a website, don't have a website anymore because didn't feel like there was any point. So I would yep. reach out to me on Instagram, which is just yep. my name, Jake Fogarty. Um, and we can either do something over Zoom. I've now got one of those Yamaha trigger things that enable me to do decent Zoom lessons. Or if you're local to the Southwest, to Cheltenham, Gloucester area, I do in-person lessons at my studio so yeah get in touch nice um yeah is there anything else you want to plug or any bands that you want to mention or anything that you've got coming up that's exciting (laughs) um i potentially have something quite cool coming up but sadly at this time i can't talk about it um if things develop um it might be a cool reason to maybe come back on. Who knows? Yeah, but, yeah. Cool. Um, I I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to just keep in touch. But m- most of the bands yeah. that I'm working with are putting out material this year, whether it be an album or EPs. Um, so I'll just keep an eye out for that. I think the pro- the best way of doing that is just by following me on social media and just keeping an eye with what I post. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right, well, thank you very much for your time, Jake. It's been no awesome having you and Robin on consecutively. It's yeah. one of my bucket list things that I, when I first started doing this in October, I knew that I wanted to interview certain people. Mm. And I'm really happy that I've managed to get both of you so seamlessly. And I haven't had to go through any managers or agents or anything. <laughs> like that. You've just been like, yeah, mate, let's do it. So Yeah, no, for sure. Well, yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a, it's been no a good chance. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep in touch and I'll let you know when this goes live. Lovely stuff, mate. Right. Thank you so much. Take care. Cheers. You too. Bye-bye.